Wow, Stu, would you say today was the show of the week? This is the podcast. This is the big one. This is the big yeah, one. Yeah, this is the podcast yeah. event of the season. Yeah. Tomorrow, post-big podcast. Oh, yeah. But some of the afterglow is still going to be there, so you don't want to miss tomorrow's podcast either. But this is definitely a don't miss. We uh, we talk to people all across the country, just ask them to call in and uh, and tell us what they were feeling, what they were thinking. I think you're going to relate to a lot of it. Um, we heard a lot of... Um, desperation and fear, which I think, you know, I get, but I want you to know, as we talk about in the beginning of the podcast, you're winning. You are actually winning. And I prove it to you in the beginning of the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. to start with ted cruz uh he was talking to the deputy attorney general over treating concerned parents as domestic terrorists now i want you to know fact checkers yes fact checkers at the associated press claim that the school board association did not ask biden to label parents as domestic terrorists this according to this is the AP fact check. This is this is the state of journalism today. They claim the National School Boards Association did not ask the Biden administration to label parents who oppose certain school policies as domestic terrorists. Contrary to false claims circulating online, the National School Boards Association didn't ask the president to label protesting parents as domestic terrorists. And there was no indication Biden or the Justice Department called them terrorists. This is according to the AP. Now, I don't know about you, but um, I have a memory, but sometimes you can't trust it. So I use a little thing called the interwebs, the information superhighway. Uh, it's a newfangled thing. Sounds exciting. It is very exciting. Uh, started by Al Gore, but that's a different <laughs> story. Um, and I went back on the interwebs and I looked for the letter sent to uh, the government from the N- NSBA. OK. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the letter, they clearly demand that Biden and his team begin an investigation into, quote, acts of malice, violence and threats against public school officials end quote by the parents Uh, which they say with the right manipulation from the administration can be classified as, quote, equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. So I'm not sure what letter the AP was checking, but now the press is trying to uh, spin this that that's a that's a hoax. That's just an Internet lie. Can you believe that? That's amazing. And, and they obviously just like are picking the things that scare people the most. Like yeah. Hate crimes? Yeah. What what, a, what on earth would qualify it as a hate crime? Uh, I don't know. Okay. So um, one person that didn't buy into the AP fact checkers was Ted Cruz. Here he is yesterday talking to um, the assistant attorney general. Listen. And yet the Department of Justice looked at that issue and decided to label the parents objecting to this teaching as domestic terrorists. Did you participate in discussions about the memo before it was issued? 
Um, Senator, I can't talk about internal deliberations. You can't uh, talk about whether you, you participated in discussions about the memo? No, but what I can tell you is that the Civil Rights Division will play a role going forward. The Attorney General has uh, uh, asked the department to undertake now she's a reading review, this. and the division will participate in that review to determine how federal enforcement tools can be Still used reading. to prosecute uh, crimes. Do, do, um, do you believe parents objecting to the teaching the of critical time. race theory have civil rights in the democratic process? Uh, I, I don't. Un, I don't follow the question, Senator. You don't understand the question whether parents objecting to critical race theory have civil rights. The the First Amendment is a core value in our democracy, and I didn't um, say free speech. I said civil rights. School board meetings are democratic. That they are petitioning your local government. Do they have civil rights that the voting rights gives a damn about? Yet they have the right to express their view, to uh, challenge uh, the school boards, to ask. And, and is for it reforms. beneficial for the attorney general to label them as d domestic terrorists and direct the FBI to target them? The attorney general's memo deals with threats it. against public servants She's this. and says that threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. Do you believe parents objecting at school boards are domestic terrorists? I don't, Senator. Do you believe Antifa are domestic terrorists? Um, I, I, I don't have a view about Antifa. <laughs> or, Do you believe the Black Lives Matter protesters who burned shops, who firebombed police cars, who murdered police officers, do you believe they're domestic terrorists? Um, Senator, I believe that we live in a society where people espouse different views, but stop. what we don't want are stop. Yeah, stop, stop, stop. He just said... People that kill police officers and burn <laughs> cities down. She, her response was, we live in a very diverse country. They espouse different views. They espouse views. different views. Like, I like to kill police officers and I don't <laughs> like to kill police officers. She can't even answer that question. There's more. That you're not willing to condemn people who are murdering police officers and firebombing cities because your politics aligns with them. But at the same time, when it comes to parents at school boards, you're perfectly comfortable with calling a mom at a PTA meeting a domestic terrorist. Ms. Clark, with all due respect, this demonstrates why the Democrat proposal to take someone with as long a partisan record as you have and to put you in charge of striking down any voting rights law in the country that you disagree with is nothing but a partisan power grab. Okay, um, so that's that's Ted Cruz uh, yesterday, uh, and I think we all know it's clear where our Justice Department stands. This is this woman is, I, if I'm not mistaken, the head of the civil rights enforcement arm of the uh, uh, of the Justice Department. So she's going to be right on top of all of these things. You'd think. You'd think. You'd yeah. think. And we should point out, you, you, you were noting that she was reading it. Mm -hmm. It seemed as if she was reading it for the, the first, first time. time. Yeah. She was, you could tell she was stretching out her words as she was trying to reach ahead, uh, read yeah. ahead. Mm -hmm. That's not someone who has a grasp on the material. Correct. And somebody who yeah. is, you know, speaking from the gut. Right. You know what I mean? Certainly when, not. When you're in one of these roles, sometimes you have to make decisions quickly. This is why the president has to know who he is. Right now, I don't think we have a president who knows what his first name is. It's like, who's that guy in the hallway? 
up, Mr. President. That's a mirror. What? <laughs> um, How did I get in there? <laughs> I thought I was here. How am I there? <laughs> um, anyway, um, it, you, they have to have a gut because they have to make a decision quickly. And when you are like, I don't understand the question. I'm, I'm asking you if you believe if Satan did exist, if he would be a good guy or a bad guy. I don't understand the question. You should know that mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Now, here's the reason why they're doing this. And here's the kind of good news. The reason why they're doing this is because they're losing you don't have to scare people into not standing up if you're winning, but they're losing the argument, especially on CRT. They're losing the argument and they're losing the argument on almost every front. And so that's why they have to criminalize political dissent. And it is all just to get you to sit back down. We're in a race right now. Who is going to. Who's going to have the reins of power when this damn thing collapses? Okay. Who are we going to stand up and push them back? Or are they going to keep us quiet long enough for their plan to collapse this thing into a, a great reset? Which one, which one's going to happen first? This is why they are trying to scare you in every possible way. You have to know in your heart, you are winning. Otherwise, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care. They act like they don't care. They continue to do these crazy things. But then they need the FBI. They need the Capitol Police to be a, a new intelligence arm. They need the free. When you go to the post office to ask the post office Hey, how can we uh, how can we be a little more efficient on Intel? You know you've got problems. Okay, that's one of the more inefficient things the government does is the postal service. Yeah, let's go ask them to help us. When you got the post office spying on people, hey, when you get to that letter, you get to the uh, you get to the letter uh, box. Just look in there, see if see what kind of mail they're getting. Okay, I mean they're losing. They're losing. This is why it is so important right now for you to stand up, but to stand up peacefully because this is all coming undone. Look at they're calling Americans that stand up. They call them uh, domestic terrorists. Yet when uh, uh, cinema is tracked down in a bathroom, I just that's what happens. That's what happens. Okay. Wait a minute. Hold it just a second. Don't you think tracking a woman down in a bathroom with a camera is kind of a bad thing? Wow. Part of the process, Glenn. Part of the process. process. Right. Uh, You've got all kinds of things, right? For instance, you have MSNBC saying it was just the Republicans pouncing on that bathroom confrontation. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. You're afraid that you're losing. And that's why you have to grow more and more draconian, more and more totalitarian, uh, more and more a street thug. We must do the opposite right now. 
Because there's a lot of things that are happening. For instance, the, the ESPN story, what's her name? Sage Steele. Sage Steele, yeah. We talked about that yesterday. Um, do we happen to have that from yesterday, the audio? Let's play the audio from Sage Steele. She was, she's a big ESPN um, announcer, and she was, um, uh, she was on a podcast. And she had just that day gotten her vaccine because she works for ESPN, ABC, Disney. And the mouse is demanding that everyone gets a vaccination or they're fired. So she's just gotten her vaccination. And here's what she says. Listen, I respect everyone's decision. I really do. But to mandate it is um, sick Mm -hmm. and it's scary to me in many ways. Um, But I have a job, yeah. a job that I love, and frankly, a job that I that I need. But again, I love it. I just um, I'm not surprised it got to this point, especially mm-hmm. with Disney. I mean, a, a global company. Like, yes. Okay, um, so she's she's clearly she's clearly you know not thrilled with it, but she loves her job. She wants her job, and so she did it. And she's doing this interview with a Band-Aid on her arm from her vaccination. Okay, and so she's speaking her truth. Well, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. You not only have to get the vaccine now, but you have to love the fact that you got the vaccine. You have to think that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You must submit, and it's not just do it. You have to believe it. Do you remember 1984 when they got the rat cage uh, uh, strapped to his face? And, and he's like, oh, hey, two plus two does equal five. And what do they say? You don't believe it. So I am trying to eat healthier, and I am. But the thing is, I don't like healthy food. I don't like any of it. You've heard of a fat suit, right? I mean, there's got to be. When are we getting a skinny suit? Something that will make me look skinny because I just want treats all the time i grew up in a bakery for the love of pete the bad news is no skinny suit is coming you actually have to do the work blah 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 that's why i am eating built bars it satisfies my sweet tooth but it's a protein bar but not like you know that's like eating stuff at the bottom of my chalkboard usually this is a hundred percent real chocolate it's low carb low sugar if i'm eating a protein bar as a treat come on you gotta know it's good and i am mint brownie cookies and cream the new flavors that are coming out all the time they're fantastic go to builtbar.com and use the promo code beck 15 for 15 percent off your order your mouth is going to water just looking at them trust me builtbar.com promo code beck 15 this is the best of the glenn beck program welcome to the glenn beck program let's go to joan in massachusetts hello joan Joan, are you there? Hi, it's Joanne from Massachusetts. Yes, Joanne. Hi, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. So a quick update on communist Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. We now have... Oh, geez, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Oh, we have a local... Okay, hang on. I'm going to put you on hold. Talk to the phone screener. See if we can get her in a better place where I can understand her. And change your name to Joan. Corey. <laughs> yeah. Corey uh, in Florida. Hello, Corey. Hi. Hi, Hi, Glenn. Can you hear me? I can. 
Oh, good. Um, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, my family and I uh, escaped North Carolina earlier this year and came down here to Florida, Tampa. Absolutely love it. Uh, my son, though, he uh, received a liver transplant whenever he was two years old. He's 10 now. Um, and uh, we have changed his care to the uh, Miami transplant team. And, um, you know, the last appointment I had was a, vil- a video conference um, appointment for him. And uh, they asked me about his vaccination status. But at the time, it wasn't approved for 10-year-olds. Now that it is, you know, there's... Um, you know, something that we're really kind of struggling with and trying to figure out where we have our rights as parents as to, um, you know, what do we do when the hospital says that he has to have it? So, Um, uh, Corey, a couple of things. First of all, I don't think that the vaccine has been approved for 10 year olds. Not yet. No, they've submitted today their application for emergency use authorization for five to 11 year olds for Pfizer. So you have a little bit of time. I mean, that doesn't necessarily yeah. solve the problem, but it, it, you know, that does. That is what they're doing today. Uh, so you're worried that what will happen? That you know, essentially, you know, uh, he, you know, we have shown that you know there's uh, more dangers for boys, you know, with um, you know with getting the vaccine. Uh, and that worries me because I don't want to give it to him, him being immunocompromised and having so many other health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, what worries me is, you know, shame that um, in order to receive care, you know, they wouldn't see him unless he was um, insured, period. You know, and um, he has to have meds to stay alive for the rest of his life. You know, what scares me is with all of these um, mandates and everything happening that when are they going to decide that they're not going to insure him for not doing it? When are they going to decide that you see, you see like we, <laughs> it's just this cascading effect of what do I do as a parent? How do I prepare for this? How do I keep my son safe? Corey, I'm going to send um, this, I'm going to send this audio to Rick DeSantis and see if he won't respond. Oh, Ron's brother. Uh, Ron, Rick. <laughs> Ron DeSantis and see if no, now he's not going to respond. <laughs> um, I'm going to send it to Ron DeSantis and yeah. see if he will uh, if he'll respond to this, because I think you're in the right state um, and this kind of stuff has to stop. This is exactly what we warned about when it came to Obamacare. You can't politicize um, medicine. You can't. It, you've got to while the the free market is unfair at times because you know a rich person can get whatever uh and a poor person may not be able to get it but it is the fairest system otherwise it becomes political and they control your life and they control every bit of, about you i i i uh if if uh, Ron doesn't respond to this, if Governor DeSantis doesn't uh, respond to this, um, I'll I'll pass it to uh, Greg Abbott as well. There's got to be a state that will stand up for people like you. There has to be, has to be. Thank you. You're you're Thank welcome. You, Glenn. Um, I want you to uh, put it put, put her on hold and get all of her information, please. Uh, let's try Joanna. Joanne. Joan. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. Um, so in our Western Massachusetts, there's local towns that are 
initiated mask mandates in Holyoke and West Springfield in all public places, outdoor, if you can't social distance, doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not, in private buildings too. So all buildings in your towns. Um, there's shortages on the shelves, not major, but you do see shortages here and there of certain products. There, nobody wants to work, it looks like, except for the conservatives. Um, mm. So there's tons of help wanted everywhere you go. I even took a second job just because people don't want to do it. Um, and it's a good, good time to you. make extra money. Um, good for you. We put I, our house up for put, sale today. Good. Because we got to get out of this state. We have a beautiful place with 14 acres. Hard to leave it. We worked hard for it. But we're going. Where are you going? And, uh, well, my son is in Texas, so that's a strong point. But yeah. We're looking at Florida also. Yeah. Well, both of those are good options. Texas is, of course, you know, Florida is a nice place. It's not Texas, but it's still a great place. Uh, Joy, thank you so much. You're making the right move, I think. Michelle in Ohio. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Glenn. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I'm going to go right into my story. So I have a 20-year-old daughter that's halfway through her junior year of nursing school at a Christian university. Um, She was told about six weeks ago that she has to get the shot because her clinical rotation is pediatrics, which is at Nationwide Children's in Columbus, and that's the only pediatric option that we have. Um, I called the nursing dean, and the nursing dean at Mount Vernon said that it was the hospital that is requiring, not not the university, and that the healthcare facility is only accepting medical exemptions, but that I should know that there's a viral immunologist on the review board that approves these exemptions. So this is the only facility in central Ohio that offers pediatrics. She's um, decided to walk away, actually. Wow. Pretty sad um, because she doesn't want the shot. She's mentally exhausted. She's crying two two to three times a day. Um, During our state shutdown, the university had the students move out. And they they were offered online labs and clinicals. So... You know, why Why can't there be an option for people at this university? Yeah. Um, and I, then Children's Hospital, don't bully me by telling me there's a viral immunologist. I, I, will, I will tell you what is shocking to me is the number of nurses uh, that are being fired left and right. Um, the teachers that are now coming out and saying they don't want the vaccine. I mean... Remember, our kids couldn't come back until the teachers were completely safe. They wanted it for your kids, but now they don't want the vaccine. Um, I I don't understand this march. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Let me say it this way. Um, There is no logic behind uh, the vaccine mandates. There's absolutely no logic behind it unless you are just trying to teach a uh, a country how to be docile unless you're trying to make sure that the country knows you have more power than the people does than the people do you know um, i think it was washington that said uh when there is uh when the government uh fears the people there is liberty when the people feel the fear the government there is tyranny And I've been saying this for a while. There is, you know, we went from Obama to Donald Trump and we just switched places. 
half the country was terrified and the other half was perfectly fine. That is a sign that the president has too much power. There, there is such a loss of power now, and it's not even the president. It is just his administration. There are people now that are unelected, faceless, nameless. You don't know who they are. And there's no one that can be held accountable for some of the things that are going on because it's now administrative duty. Well, we know what that's like. We know what that's like. When, when something is, and it's usually the government or companies that are about to fail, when there's, there's no one to actually get an answer from, when there's no one that is um, responsible for anything, and you just, you're like, but, but wait, that makes no sense whatsoever. I, can I just talk to somebody? Nope. It's just the way it is. That, that when that's happening in the government, that's your highest authority. You're supposed right. to be able to run to the government for help. Uh, right. And you can't right now. No. Michelle. But yeah, I would I would think that a Christian university would stand up, make make um, exceptions for their students, just like they did during covid. I mean, they were able to make those adjustments then. Why can't they make it? You know, just to get them through. There's going to be there is a nursing shortage. You know, don't get me started on that either, but right. You know, I mean, these just, the nurses oh. were the first responders. The nurses right. were the heroes. The nurses were and they were good enough, right? And they're not now. And I think some of these nurses are not getting the vaccine because they've probably they probably have natural immunity. Many of them probably got uh, COVID while they were working, and now they have natural immunity. And that's another thing that doesn't make sense. How come there is there is absolutely no space for natural immunity. We don't even talk about it. That, that's, that's insanity. It's absolute insanity. I'm, uh, I, I, I don't know what, well, I do know what I would do. I was told, thank you for your call. I, w- I was told that uh, this one country that I had to fly into to be able to uh, facilitate the things for Afghanistan I was told at first that I had to have the vaccine and I went home. I talked to my doctor and he said, I don't I don't think you should have this particular vaccine. Um, And uh, I said, "Okay, uh, well, they're going to mandate it. And I made the decision at the time that if that was the cost for me to be able to go overseas to help facilitate the you know saving of those people i would take the vaccine <clears throat> i'm not taking the vaccine because i have natural immunity um and i also it's a it's a position of um you're not going to tell me what to do you're just not going to tell i'm not going to be um, a sheep because once we teach them that they can do this and expect not only that 100% of America gets the vaccine, but then we all have to agree with it and say that that's a good thing. Uh, no, no. If my job depended on it, that's, that's where your personal decision comes in. I mean, that is, um, 
that's quite a conviction to be able to say, I'm not going to further my schooling, my education, because I'm drawing the line there. And I neither, I, I don't condemn you for it. Um, I do praise you that you do have a line and you're not willing to cross it. Good for you. Good for you for standing up. Yeah, it's a, obviously you're weighing whether you think the vaccine is bad versus whether you want, you know, if you're going to be able to See, provide I don't think, for your family. <clears throat> I don't think that it is even, for a lot of people, I don't even think that they think necessarily that it's bad. A lot of people do think it's yeah. bad. I don't. But um, I think there's a growing number of people that are just unwilling to bend. Yeah, and I don't know. I've, I think that's something we need to rethink sometimes. That part of it is that when you allow someone else to like if it, I've, i actually know people who have done this for example take the first they took the first vaccine shot in like may and then they were waiting for their second one and then anthony fauci said something that pissed them off so much they said screw you i'm not getting the second one now i understand that because every time fauci talks i think everybody in the audience reacts the same way go away and you want to recoil to whatever he says However, what you're doing in that circumstance is subletting your decision-making process to Anthony Fauci. Yeah, you, whatever that, that he's is, saying, that you're is, doing the opposite. Mm, yes, and that's not a healthy way to live either. But that, you, that's you not did, what I'm saying. But you did something that I think is the most is the is the smartest thing to do, which is you have a health expert who's well versed in your particular situation. Yeah, your doctor. Go ask your doctor. And if he says something and he gives you advice that you're not willing to take, you probably need a new doctor, right? If if you have a person who is your yeah, doctor however, and you go in there and they say, you know what, for you in particular, you shouldn't take the vaccine. You should take, yeah. uh, you know, you should go find some mushrooms in the backyard right. and start eating them. You might think that that that's the that that you should find a new doctor. Same thing that if someone comes to you and says, look, you're in a really uh, dangerous situation. And your health impact is really, you could die from this very easily. Maybe you should think about taking it. The best of the Glenn Beck program. The name of the book is Am I Crazy? Chad Prather. The host of Blaze TV's The Chad Prather Show. Um, I mean, you didn't need, what is this, 200 pages uh, to answer that question. No, you didn't. I, yeah. I, I answered in the, in the foreword written yeah. by my mother. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You are. Um, but you're, uh, you're only crazy like we all seem to be crazy right now if you, if you talk com- common sense. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. People are actually, common sense is a foreign, foreign concept. Uh, it, people don't understand it anymore. To talk common sense is to be filled with hate, to be filled with right. uh, vitriol, and, and you want to see right. people hurt and harmed and dead just to say anything that has any common sense value to right. it. This, is, this, to me, this is the most important book I've ever written. <laughs> it's your first book. It's also the only book, book I've ever yeah. written. I just want to take a page out of the Glenn Beck, How to Promote right. Things. This could be the most important book that I've ever written. <laughs> Smart. But it is the first. And um, who knows? We'll see how cancel culture treats it. It may be the last. 
But this is a common sense guide to the end of the world. Uh, this is how we <laughs> navigate. Uh, really? Yes, because let's face it, we uh, this is like everybody talks about the end times. Yes, it for it is the end times for us. It always is. We're we're yeah. terminal no matter what. But this downward spiral of of culture and civilization, this wokeism that has taken over and become contagious. These are these are short musings of how to survive. How to survive when wokeism attacks not only culture but the media and your ability to speak out. So how and do you your marriage and in everything? Because how do you do it? How do you survive? So one of the things that you've got to do is you got to fight with common sense. This is going to actually arm people. I'm going to give them short little toilet readings. That's what I love to call those because, mm-hmm. let's face it, we're in a paper shortage anyway. If you don't like the chapters of the book, you can just rip the pages right out. <laughs> right, right. And use Why them on the Costco commo- and stand in line? I'm doing anything that I can to sell these books. So I'm, in, I'm encouraging, uh, you know, use it as a, as a consumable product. Right. Also, uh, burn the book. If you disagree with me, burn the book. Buy, buy them all and burn them. Right. I, I'm in a, a buy and burn mode right. of getting to the bestseller list. Okay, that's a, a real... <laughs> Really good idea, yeah. and I'm sure there are a lot of people that would like to burn your book. This thing, honestly, it, you know, when I wrote this thing, I thought, am I going to write this and, and have an audience of just right-wing conservatives? I actually addressed that in the introduction and said, this, this is for everybody. I want everybody to read this. Obviously, I come at the world from a conservative viewpoint, but... But I think that no matter where you're coming from on the political spectrum, if you read this book, you'll find yourself kind of nodding in agreement to some of these things because the insanity. And we saw like with the folks that, uh, you know, went in the bathroom with Kristen Cinema, right? Everybody doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. You're being attacked because we've created this generation of leftist, lunatic, progressive wokies that uh, that no matter what we say, so if that, it makes any sense or has any logic applied to it, you're the enemy. So. I would have gone there with you that it is just this generation of, you know, woke kids. How do you explain the um, uh, the Brandon chats uh, a chance at uh, <laughs> let's at, go, Brandon? Yeah. So this this whole so that's a perfect example of. The media, for instance, this is when wokeism attacks the media. This that that little snippet tells you so much about the state of the media today. You could hear it with your own ears. You heard what they were saying. Yeah. But this representative of the media says, oh, they're not. They're saying, let's Let's go, go Brandon. Brandon. Don't believe your ears. Believe what I'm telling you. Correct. Now, that is in some ways an innocent example, but it's a it's a. It's indicative of the larger picture, right? Yes, yes. This is what we're being attacked with. This don't believe your ears, don't believe your eyes, don't believe your senses, and and common sense. Don't believe that. That's antiquated. That's puritanical. That's Victorian. Uh, we don't want to go back to the 20th century. We don't want to believe in the accomplishments of the greatest generation. No, we've arrived, and we have to erase our scars, and we have to flagellate ourselves and do penitence and, and all of these things for our, our, our ancestors' sins. But to this, I say, look, we've all gone crazy. So let's attack crazy with this crazy notion of common sense. So that's why, you know, the subtitle says it's an unapologetic patriot takes on the insanity of today's woke world because the asylums are empty. They're running the streets. They're they're controlling the airwaves They're You know, it's hard pressed to find truth anymore i went into a restaurant last night sat down and i looked up and the tv over the bar had rachel maddow and i immediately thought i am not hungry anymore (laughs) (laughs) i didn't have to hear a word that was coming out of her mouth i just said i'm not hungry anymore. yeah um the republicans are not the republicans should be having the best run Mm -hmm. of my lifetime 
And uh, the Democrats are having a real problem mm-hmm. uh, running. But Democrats are uh, Republicans. I mean, for instance, um, uh, Turtle Face uh, <laughs> just made a just made a deal with the Democrats to hold off on the debt ceiling, yeah. even though. The Democrats would be the ones that would would be would throw us into chaos. It would mm-hmm. be their fault. They they got the parliamentarian to say, nope, Democrats, you can do what you want to do. Um, you just need your own votes. Where are the Republicans? Uh, they're non-existent. I, you know, that's the thing. Have you ever met a Republican that didn't say they were conservative? Right. They, they which means they lie, because if you don't do conservative things and your actions don't back up what you say about yourself, uh, apparently. And what I've learned is if you have enough money, you have enough clout, you can pretend to be anything you want to be. So you can claim to be a Republican. Doesn't mean you're a conservative. Doesn't mean you're going to act conservative. I mean, this is one big um world wrestling pro wrestling thing you know these guys are going to fight in the public and then they're going to get in the stage they're going to get in the limousine and go eat steak together yeah um texas is having a real problem Uh, austin is having a problem with police you call uh and unless you're actively being raped they're not sending a cop car for you no they're not doing that They've, they've effectively made austin real weird I don't know that it's the weird they anticipated. Yeah. But, you know, that's been the call sign, the motto of Austin forever. Keep Austin weird. It's very weird. Now, when you have transients that live under a bridge and that's a lifestyle choice, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, but Austin, you know, in 1773, when they went out into Boston Harbor and had the Boston Tea Party, what I'm saying, we need to have an Austin Tea Party. Like, it's time to clean house because this thing has gotten it's someone that said to me, newspaper uh, writer said to me a few weeks ago, she said, if you make it to Austin, because for those of you who don't know, I'm running for governor to primary Greg Abbott, who is another conservative, I believe, who's not a conservative, a Republican Mm. who's not a conservative. Uh, She said, if you made it to Austin, you think you'd be okay because Austin's not like the rest of Texas. I said, that's the problem. Right. The fact that Austin's not like the rest of Texas ought to tell you everything. Why aren't we making Austin like the rest of Texas? You know, I'm headed to West Texas today out there where these folks feel forgotten, right? Because if you're not in El Paso or San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, or Fort Worth, all of them, which have become blue leftist cities, even my beloved Fort Worth has, uh, and they control that hub, which is Austin. The folks around the rest of Texas, they feel forgotten. They feel like their voices aren't being heard. They're looking at the world saying, no, it's it's not only gone, gone crazy, it's jumped off the deep end. And Texas has a target on our back. The federal government, Joe Biden, this administration has a target on the back of Texas. Oh, yeah. They want nothing more than us to become another California, Illinois, or oh, New York. Big Te- Texas is the only state that has the size, leverage, power, economy, and people that have the ability, if they leverage themselves, to get Washington, D.C. back on track. D.C. knows that. Texas doesn't know that because we've forgotten our identity and our sense of legacy of who we are and where we come from and where we can go if we keep our values right. But D.C. knows that. D.C. knows that. You know, we're sending $160 billion a year to Washington, D.C. They siphon off 60% of it, send 40% back, and we say thank you. That's like getting all your blood drained out, and they put 40% back in your body, and then you go, man, I feel great. You thank don't you feel so much great. for that. You don't feel great. Right. Right? And, and so Texas has a target on its back. That's why the federal government's not going to do anything about the southern border. You know, we just had a release. The, the media said what? 13,000 Haitians were released? Yeah. It was more like about 23,000 that were released. You know, I'm on the phone with the border every morning, some official, some unofficial. The unofficial people that I talk to, those are the real stories that I'm hearing about the southern border. Uh, but we're probably going to see upwards of seventy-five to 80,000 more Haitians that are going to be there. And mixed in with those are what they're calling exotics. 
Ooh. Exotics. Ooh. People who are coming from <clears throat> Yemen and Oman and, and Iran and mm. all of these fun, fun places that are there. Uh, and so they're mixed in. They're finding them. I mean, Val Verde County, which is a 120-mile stretch of border they're Del Rio, Texas, which is all over the news. They've already arrested. They've apprehended 84 different nationalities at the border this year alone. Now, there's not 84 nations south of us, okay? <laughs> and these folks are not coming from Finland or France. So it's very telling. You know, I think uh, there's no wormhole that gets, you know, from Iran right. to uh, Acuna. It, it, but somehow they're showing up. And how did they get from Haiti? I mean, this is an island nation. They can't walk on water. But they got there, and they're here, and well, they're being bussed into the, and flown into the interior of the country. Well, I will tell you this, too. I don't know if you know this, but the U.N. is actually processing people because right. of the new U.N. declaration of, of human migration as a right, right, that you can live or be anywhere, uh, a borderless world. So we have them in Mexico on the border. Mm-hmm screening and telling them exactly what to do and filling out papers and sending them across our border all you have to do is keep your eyes open and listen and they will telegraph to you what they're wanting to accomplish this administration like the obama administration like some other administrations before them they want globalization therefore the un is the likely successor to be in charge of all things so they're okay with letting them run the show in this regard they do believe in this. This is an this is an ideal for them. This is not something that they say, "Hey, we're going to get you conservatives. We're going to show you because we're in power." No, this is actually an ideal. This is a controlled deconstruction of America. They are guiding the plane into the crash site. That's what they want to do. They're not just going to do a nosedive. No, they're they're guiding it down because mm-hmm. they have a plan. Because they it's have to have something. It's a controlled fall. It's a controlled fall. They have to have something to hand over to the globalists. Correct. And so, to that degree, let's destroy the economy, but manage that destruction. Let, let's destroy, you know, our sense of, uh, of assimilation as, you know, our constitutional values, the things we believe in, our freedoms, our liberties, all those, uh, you know. So, we've got so many tyrannies, tyrannies now, you know, add to that the medical tyranny that we're seeing right now. We've got educational tyranny. We've got judicial tyranny. We've got media tyranny. We've got uh, big tech tyranny. We've seen all of these things. I mean, for eight hours, we didn't know what to do with, our, with ourselves on Monday. When Facebook was down. Is that crazy? We didn't know what to do with ourselves. I you went out and pro- saw humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even I didn't even notice that it was down. I didn't it didn't affect me yeah. me or my life at all. <laughs> Did you see productivity went up thirty seven percent? Amazing. Totally believable. Yeah. Amazing. And you know, that's what those are the things that I address it in the book, Am I Crazy? Is I talk about how how social media and so many of these different areas are controlling our lives. What I do is I try to take common sense ways of looking at these situations, these issues, all of these things that we just discussed, wrapping in it a little bit of humor and making it, it an easier pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. And then helping people to regurgitate it back. Because let's face it, the conversation has to be had and it has to consistently. I heard you, I heard you earlier asking a caller, said, how can we help you? I mean, one of the biggest things that I think that you and I and, and Stu, we have the ability to get a lot of things off our chest every day. Yeah, We've got to keep doing that. But we've got to do it with the mindset that we're equipping people in this generation to fight this culture war. Chad Prather uh, running for uh, uh, the GOP nomination for uh, the great state of Texas as governor. Also, the author of the new book, Am I Crazy? Available everywhere except for hardware stores. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Chad. I Watch Chad.com. Go get it. Yeah. Na, 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 na.